Howdy, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome to Kofefi Break, which we decided to name this show on Unsafe Space. Uh, today is what? Monday? I think it's uh, the 2nd? Yes. March 2nd. March 2nd. There you go. That's Carrie. I'm Carter. There's Carrie. Hatless, though. So I'm not sure if she's Hi, an guys. imposter or or not. <laughs> I don't always wear the hat. Uh, well, people are used to you in the hat, though, Carrie. It's... Uh, it's kind of a, it's your thing. Oh, uh, my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I would say boots are more my thing. Oh. If you see me without boots, something weird's happening. I must be at the gym. But hats, I don't wear every day. However, I will say, if you're a man or a woman and you wear a hat at least 50% of the time, then people will think it's your thing. And if you don't wear it, then they're, it's like a secret identity. Sometimes people don't recognize you out in public. It's kind of funny. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they come to associate you with the hat, and then they'll—it's—it's like a yeah, you can have a secret identity that way. So I'm just—I'm gonna put on a hat and infiltrate Antifa because no one will recognize me. Is that what you're saying? You could—you could definitely—you could, definitely, <laughs> could do a, you could do that. You'd be the hat guy. <laughs> it will be a top hat. Hello. I think a top Hello, hat guys. and a monocle will be my best disguise for antifa <laughs> monocle <laughs> this guy totally fits in look at the monocle <laughs> yes <sighs> uh, how, how you doing carrie how was your weekend it was good yeah how was yours it was good uh we um i know some people will think we're crazy for this but we are now on uh house lockdown we're not going out we have our stash we're staying home no one's going to school. No one's going out. No one's going to piano lessons. No one's going to ballet. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if that's actually crazy or not. So here's something that happened this weekend. Um, I. So you first told me that you were kind of locking down, which sort of alarmed me, and I was thinking maybe I should be paying more attention to coronavirus. And then uh, my friend this weekend asked me to take him to the gun range and help him pick out a gun, his first gun and help him, you know, with, we, we did some shooting on some of my guns, with some of my firearms. And then, um, and then he picked out his first gun for self-defense. And he said the reason he was in part was because of coronavirus. Not that it's necessarily things are going to go crazy, but yeah, it was the thing that made him think I should probably have a gun for self-defense anyway, for home defense. And so then that combined with you, on lockdown, I was like, should I be more concerned about this? And I started looking. Uh, last number I saw was 11 confirmed cases in Texas. And uh, most of those are in San Antonio. Well, and then, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, then I um, heard this morning that there were in some musician forums, they were wondering if South by Southwest should be should be canceled and i saw and i went to the south by southwest page to see a big old picture of hillary clinton guess who's <laughs> i saw that speakers it should be canceled speakers. for that reason i think you said right on facebook yeah i was like should it be canceled for coronavirus or because it's jumped the shark i mean when you've got hillary clinton as your speaker i mean how much more how much more uh elitist and just of, of the system could you be i mean South by used to be about music, and then um, the tech overtook that a few years ago. It became there are more people attending for the tech portion than for the music portion, and now it's just about these big elite 
uh, part of the status quo speakers. That, I mean, who, it's who the wants cathedral to now? The- it's like social. It's all social stuff now, basically. It's tech people trying uh-huh. to virtue signal South by Southwest now. I think. Right. Adam Adam Schiff is speaking. Right. Who wants to go to South by to hear right. Adam Schiff? I gotta say, if it wasn't for the coronavirus, I would go because I was planning to go to South by, but I'm we may end up canceling our trip, which is a separate issue. Uh but I um, was wondering if you might cancel the Carter. I know, I know, I know. But if we didn't cancel, I think we should make shirts that say, I'm not feeling suicidal. Oh, funny. And I bet I bet we can tell them. Um by the way, Wombat of Doom just mocked me for missing my ballet lessons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm missing my I'm missing my ballet lessons, Wombat of Doom. <laughs> uh, I look, Carrie, I don't um there's two people, there's two types of uh coronavirus. There's there's two narratives about the coronavirus that are both annoying to me right now. One is people that are like, "Panic, panic, panic." And the other is people that are like, "Ah, the flu kills more people." Uh like you don't have to be panicky to be prudent. You can just say, like, it's not costing us much to, my daughter's half homeschooled anyway, so, like, having her not in school all week is not a big deal. So, like, we work from home. I mean, it's not hard to say, you know what, let's just stay home. We already have supplies for stuff. It's not like we had to go raid Costco, although I hear that they did. My friend went to Costco, and they were, like, I think two days in a row, they were out of all chicken or something. I mean, it's kind of a little bit crazy. Um, So... I'm, I'm not saying panic. I don't think anyone should panic. Wash your hands and, and uh, be prudent. But the thing is, all the information that we have, look, here in the Bay Area, there's, I think now, uh, Solano County, Santa Clara County's got a couple cases. I think Alameda County has a couple cases. Um, you got to keep in mind, all this is, this information's all two weeks old, right? Because, roughly, because it takes a while to detect the virus. So, actually... There's probably many more people out there and, and are infected. And so um, I would rather just be prudent and stay home. It doesn't, it's not, it's not a big deal. It doesn't cost us anything, really. It's not a, you know, yeah. this is the world of the internet and Nintendo Switch. And like, there's no, it's not like we have to whittle wood at home <laughs> isolated. But you could, you could whittle wood. We could whittle wood, uh, a whittle bit, a whittle bit. <laughs> A little bit. Ah, look at that. <laughs> I know. I felt like Elmer Fudd for a second there. A little bit. You can whittle a little bit. Uh, somebody says, Andre Sunit says, it's other people panicking that worries me. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about, yeah, I guess. That is one of the issues, right? It's not It's not the virus itself, but like panics that happen. Um, but, you know, just need a bunch of ammo and a family who can shoot for that. So we're good. Um. <laughs> Daniel so Taylor is very spell... excited that I made a joke. It wasn't a great joke, though, Daniel. So I don't think the exclamation it... part the point is uh, is warranted. Yeah, I um, I wanted I, I liked your joke. I'll give it a seven. So uh, out of ten. Uh, <laughs> so could you <laughs> Thank dispel you, a rumor? <laughs> could you dispel something for me? I've I haven't really been paying attention to the news much this weekend, and. Somebody said in chat, God, chat's moving fast, so I, I can't even find this quote. Somebody said, oh, Taya Peter says, I tried to have a conversation with someone yesterday regarding the president calling the virus a hoax. Even in the face of evidence that that's not what he said, they are still holding true. So I haven't really been following the news, but I did see on in some of my leftist circles that I'm still in on social media, I did see this morning people talking about him calling it a hoax. What did he actually say? Yeah. 
So um, this, I'm glad that Taya brought it up. It was on my list of things to talk about a little bit. So, I mean, we've seen people do this, that we've seen the cathedral do this with Trump continuously. Uh, he, he was referring to, uh, the Democrats were basically saying that, um, that Trump was politicizing the virus and he was calling the politicizing of the virus a hoax. Uh, and so then what did they do? And he actually accused them of politicizing the virus. <laughs> uh, and then what did they do? They oh, politicized he, he said, it by wait. saying that he said the virus is a hoax. It, it did morph into Trump says the virus is a hoax. And that I'm sure you're left to circles up, all believe that. No, yeah. I'm still not clear. Back up. What? He's, what did he say was a hoax? The, the, uh, that Trump, like, mismanagement of it and politicizing the virus. Like, the, the Democrats were accusing him of doing all this stuff. And he's like, you know, we're not politicizing it. We're not mismanaging the virus. That's fake news. That's a hoax, right? Um, and they were uh, like, oh, he said the coronavirus was a hoax. Oh, they purposefully misinterpreted it. What he said. like <laughs> that? You can't make that mistake unless it's on purpose. Oh no, no, it's it's very clearly on purpose. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for catching me up. But no one cares. I mean, no one in the echo chambers on the left will ever bother to see the video of what he said or listen to what he said. They're just going to go by, you know, uh, think progress will say that. Or whatever, you know, some CNN anchor will say that Trump called uh, called it a hoax, and that that'll be the news. So Elizabeth says that when he got ahead of the virus, they called him racist. I didn't see that, but I firmly believe that he, he can't do anything right. That I didn't vote for Trump, but I've become much more uh, empathetic towards him, or and sympathetic towards him. Actually, is a better word because I mean they it, he can't do anything that makes them happy. He does things that. Democrats have been promising as they would do for a long time. He does those things, and we don't give him credit for it. Our side doesn't. Um, it, it's almost, it's funny. You have to be awful to get me to sympathize with him, and the media is awful. Yeah. <laughs> so, the yeah. worse than him. It's, it's, it's amazing yeah. that, like, Trump is such not a great person, but uh, it's amazing that the other side finds a way to be worse almost every time. Like, consistently, they're worse. Totally. They're so much worse. They make him seem, by comparison, it's just, I don't know. Uh, so Daniel Daniel Keene is, is saying something. I don't want to call you out, Daniel, because I thought this was true also. He's saying that Chuck Schumer tweeted out on February 5th that Trump was closing down travel to China, and that was a racist move. Um, that I don't think that tweet was true. I actually retweeted it, and then I unretweeted it because I, I went and looked. Um, there's a couple websites that archive political tweets. Uh, tweets from politicians, and I couldn't find it anywhere. I couldn't find it on archive.org. I couldn't find it on, uh, I forget the name of the other one that, that archive uh, politicians tweets. So I think that was made up. But it is something that that side did, like they said things to that effect. Um, and they have accused him of, you know, when, when he was closing down uh, travel to China. I, I'm pretty sure they did say things to that effect, but I don't think that particular Chuck Schumer tweet is accurate. Just clarifying. Let me back up just quickly and say, if it's your first time here, this is a show that we do daily on Mondays and Fridays. It's going to, it's been called Daily Kefefe. We're going to change it and call it Kefefe Break. Um, if you want to fo follow us or visit us online, you can go to unsafespace.com. We're on Twitter. We're on, we're on Instagram because the knitters, hello knitters. Um, <laughs> We're in a variety. We're wherever you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. And if you want to contribute, if you like today's show and you want to contribute financially, you can do super chat through the YouTube 
um, live stream, or you can go to subscribestar.com and find Unsafe Space and uh, do some sort of donation there. And if you're watching in the live chat, if you wouldn't mind hitting the like button, that help, presumably helps us with algorithms. I, I happen to think we're, we're not promoted because they don't like us at YouTube, but it couldn't hurt to hit like. I, it could hurt. Maybe they would draw attention to us and they would ban us, but who knows? <laughs> do it anyway. Do it anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, so yeah, I wanted, so I wanted to, I wanted to, I we guess I got all the one. coronavirus stuff out of the way. I did want to give a, a quick update on that, but I guess we did that already. Um, I don't know. Did you see that uh, your boy? Oh, and we, I wanted to announce, we were calling this so last week we said we weren't going to do the daily Kofefi anywhere more. We were going to call it intermittent Kofefi. But someone in chat, I don't know who you are, but someone said Kofefi Break was a better name. So congratulations to whoever said that because you're correct. Kofefi Break is a better name. That's why we're calling this Kofefi Break now. Um, One more quick announcement. We're doing book club on March 22nd, which is a Sunday. And oh yeah. if, you're not, if you haven't yet purchased the book, we're reading Douglas Murray's The Madness of Crowds. And you can get it. On unsafespace.com, we have a book club page. If you buy it through the link that we have there, then that's our affiliate program. We get a couple pennies or something. So you can get it on mm-hmm. Audible there. Woo-hoo. Yeah. So did you see um, Buttigieg dropped out? Uh, Klobacher dropped out? Um, they're the, no. The, huh? What? Yeah, you didn't see that? No. <laughs> I've been in a blackout. I mean, I've been in a good media blackout. Well. Weekend, so catch me up. Yeah. Um, well, Buttigieg, uh, Amy dropped out today. Buttigieg dropped out, I think, I think yesterday. He didn't do well enough in, so there was the South Carolina uh, primary on Saturday, and I think he didn't get enough black voters, because that's how they, I don't know, that they look at your skin color to f- figure out if they're <laughs> going to be viable candidates. And uh, so he didn't get enough of the, of the black vote, so he, uh, he bowed out. I think he bowed out because he can probably... If he wants to weasel his way into a cabinet position or get on someone's good side, it's probably easier to do that by bowing out before Super Tuesday, which is tomorrow, which will allow him to then, like, who knows, maybe he's calling up Biden right now and trying to have a chat about, like, how about I endorse you? And then, you know, you can get my delegates or what, get delegates or whatever. Um, anyway, that happened and Amy dropped out. And Amy Klobuchar uh, did endorse Biden. I don't think Buttigieg has yet. So we're basically down to, and Warren's nowhere to be found. I mean, I don't think she's going to win. So we're basically down to Biden, uh, Bloomberg, and and Bernie Sanders. Daniel says maybe everybody will drop out. (laughs) Yay! Daniel, we can only hope, but I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen. Oh, man. Um, Somebody, this, this, uh, somebody, this is an SJW. I'm still social media friends with surprisingly to her credit, I will say she hasn't unfriended me and made a big deal out of my changing rhetoric or opinions or whatever, the way that some of our mutual SJW friends have. And, um, and I, I give points for that because just, just staying in my, you know, they encourage, as you guys know, the SJWs encourage one another to whittle their circle down smaller and smaller. And if you speak, things that they consider to be wrong speak they like boot you out like until they're sitting at home by themselves knitting socks that aren't green yeah (laughs) (laughs) right the end result of intersectionality is one uh (laughs) anyway so so she started she posted something uh last week about how 
Elizabeth Warren isn't doing as well in the polls as Biden and Bernie. And therefore, she her whole post was just emotional assumptions. It had there was no basis in fact, and it was basically and therefore it's because of sexism. Like she wrote this whole thing about like how sexist every the world is and but and 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 that's the only result that's the only answer they jump to. They never they never stop to say there could be multivariate reasons. She just immediately univariate cause sexism. And I was like, I don't think that's true. She's doing better than several of the men. So it can't be sexism. What other things, what other reasons, why might she be doing, um, the, why might her showing be what it is now, which is something you don't like. You don't like that she's in third place showing or whatever. But what are some other reasons? I happen to think it's because she's unlikable. and She's massively unlikable. She's unlikable and she comes off as phony and fake. To me, Like a lot of it is people's, what we call, the, we, we we quote Jonathan Haidt a lot when he talks about the elephant, the emotional reasoning versus your writer, which is your logical reasoning. The emotional reasoning guides a lot of people's choices and just on a gut level, she reads as fake to me. That has nothing to do with her gender. And just to immediately go there every time and play this sexism card, it it's stupid. It's not even based in... She's doing better than some of the men. And look at, I like Tulsi. Tulsi's polling at what, 1% right now or something. And that's not because of sexism. I don't run around, oh, Tulsi would be doing better. And I guarantee you this person doesn't like Tulsi. But would it be fair for me to say you don't like her because of her gender? No. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, no I, I mean, brain. obviously, I, I've it always thought, I don't, I, I haven't been able to name the quality, but I, I guess, I guess I could try. But I, I think the thing that's always bothered me about Elizabeth Warren, aside from her policies, like I don't like any of the Democrats' policies or ideas or beliefs in any way. Uh, I think they're all basically socialists. But uh, aside from that, <laughs> she has some quality that I I really, I sense like a Hillary Clinton-ness about her. There's something... Some kind of like, I don't know what it is. It's not necess- It's not really entitlement. Um, there's some sort of I, I don't. I can't put my finger on it, but there's some kind of unlikability that's very similar to Hillary's particular unlikability. And I and Warren just seems to be a little bit more of a distilled version of that. So it's odd to me that you know Hillary was so unlikable that she lost to Donald Trump and. And people think now, like, what we need is a, a distillation of the of that Hillary quality, and we'll put that in front of the voters. I just don't. I don't think it could. I don't think it could go. But yeah, little ragamuffin says she isn't authentic. Yeah, I don't. She reads as totally like the kind of person who would do and say anything to win, which makes her just like in the wind. She'll go with whatever she thinks is going to get her a vote. It's not about principles. That's my gut re- reaction to her. And and actually, Dr. K, who's um, often in chat, said that she, some Warren people basically told her that, or they told her something similar to that. It's like, she's she's in it to win it kind of thing. You know, she'll say whatever it takes. Like, well, I don't want somebody who'll say whatever it takes. Right, right. I, um, I You know what? I think part of the quality is I think it's bitterness. Uh, I view Hillary as like, Underneath all of the things that I also don't like about her, there's a, like a, a bitterness. There's a seed of just bitterness, and I, and and uh, and I think Warren has that same kind of bitterness. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to be in the same room. Uh, Kent in chat just said that uh, she's the mean teacher who points at you. Like, yeah, there's something. 
I, I, she's happy when people fail. Like, there's a lot of schadenfreude that happened inside Hillary Clinton's house and Elizabeth Warren's house, I'm sure. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, Kit says, Pander Bear is her spirit animal. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kent, you win the prize you, on that one. <laughs> yes. We're on fire with the jokes today. <laughs> wow. <sighs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't... Uh, I don't really care about the Democratic nomination process, but uh, I don't know. I, I guess it, it looks like it's going to be, surprisingly, it looks like it's going to be Biden. So, Really? I think so. I mean, I think he's going to do well on Super Tuesday. And uh, unless Bloomberg, unless Bloomberg's check writing pays off in a way that I'm not anticipating, uh, yeah, I think Biden's going to do okay. I can't imagine the DNC will let Bernie have it. Bernie... I know, I know that, I know that the Democrats like the word socialism, but I don't think most Americans want someone who calls themselves a democratic socialist. I don't think, I don't think that, and I think the DNC knows that. Um, although, did you see the recent um, poll of, among Democrats in both California and Texas, Gary? No, I didn't. Democrats in both of those states are more favorable towards the word, they have a more favorable feeling, impression, of the word socialism than they do capitalism. Just in California and Texas? <laughs> you think it's everywhere? I, I was surprised I it was in Texas, learning, honestly. Well, kids are learning in school, I did, that capitalism is evil. Oh. They don't even really know what that means. They just, they just believe it and say it. You know, so I, I'm surprised it's not more states. Yeah. All right. Well, so you're. This is the one time. What's today, March second? I'm going to write down the day that Carrie was more cynical than me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, they don't. I didn't learn. I, you know, I didn't learn history the way that I should have. I had an excellent U.S. history teacher. I went to a science and math. um, It was a. It's a state-funded school, but you. If you it's it's a rigor like you apply to get in if you get in you go and you live there for 11th and 12th grade and um it was a really wonderful opportunity for me and i had some excellent teachers there and i had a great u.s history teacher but then i didn't really learn a lot about world history and when i got to college i didn't really take any you know i was strictly sciences and then women's studies sjw stuff critical race theory queer theory all that stuff and I didn't. I don't have a good background on that, and I don't. I don't think a lot of people do. Yeah, I no, I, people... you're totally right. And this is one of the. I mean, we don't have to get into a government schools yeah. uh, discussion, but like this is this is government schools, and they're you know they don't teach what capitalism is either. They they pick on things that are problematic in the mixed economy that involve companies, and they call that capitalism. And then instead of actually talking about anything that happened in the real world with any of the ideas related to socialism, they pretend like it's never been tried and that it's like, here's the utopia of socialism. Why don't we think about that? It's socialism is just when people get along and are peaceful. Like that's no socialism. Socialism is not that. That's just that's capitalism. That's cooperating voluntarily. That's capitalism. Uh, socialism is doing all that at a point of a gun and costing 100 million lives last century. But they don't they don't teach any of that. So kids, I, I guess it makes sense. Kids just don't know. No one knows what socialism is. Um, and they and I they point to Scandinavia as examples of socialism. When you know the the when Sc- Scandinavia actually had to roll back some of their socialist policies in order to 
have their economies recover. And even now, what they they do have some kind of more socialist type policies, but not all of their policies. And you know, when you have someone like Bernie, they're just trying to handpick all of the policies that are the most socialist and ignore the ones that are more free market. So, for, for example, um, I think it's Denmark doesn't have a minimum wage. Like, yes, they have health care, but they don't have a minimum wage. So there's like, there's some, there's some, these are mixed economies with some socialist things and some free market things. And so, but, you know, Bernie's menu is all like, let's just choose all the socialist things everywhere and, um, and implement that. And obviously I don't want to choose any of the socialist things, but the point is like, that's not, he's not actually copying Denmark either. Cause he's does, he's not copying the capitalist things about Denmark. He's only capital. He's only copying the, the socialist things about Denmark. <sighs> okay. All right. You don't care. That's fine. You don't have to. I do. We can move on. I do care. What? Let's move on. Well, I do care, uh, but let's move on. Did you, have you can been I paying share... attention to the upcoming Olympics? I did see that there is a man, uh, well, a trans woman, a man, biological man, who's going to be competing in the Olympic trials for the first time in, uh, is it distance running? Well, there's a couple. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So um, there's a woman. Well, I can't. Sorry. There's a man. The name was Megan. My brain went right to woman, but it's it's a this person is a trans person, and I wouldn't mind calling them a woman if they weren't trying to compete against actual biological women. Um, that makes yeah. them dishonest, and to to in in my book. They they uh, they lose the respect that uh, would allow me to call them by their preferred pronoun. So it's a man named Megan Youngren. I'm on the Youngren. same page with you. Uh, I'm on the same page with you. Sorry, what? I don't have a problem. I said I'm on the same page with you personally. I don't have a problem using so-called preferred pronouns as long as they're not the made-up ones, and as long as you, as long as you're asking in good faith and you're not someone. It it, it does require respect, and I don't respect people who are trying to compete as biological women. That's BS. So no, I won't use yours. Right. Uh, so yeah, so this person, Megan Youngren, uh, is, is I think, either has qualified or is, is a uh, qualification is pending for the marathon. And of course, just to be clear, the qualifying time for women is two hours and 29 minutes and 30 seconds. And the qualifying time for men is, uh, what, 18 minutes faster than that. It's 2.11.30. So this person who has been a runner for quite some time and then decided to transition, I guess just lowered the bar, doesn't have to work as hard or doesn't, you know, couldn't have made the men's cut, but can make, make the women's cut. And just to be clear, the reason that this is unfair is that means an, there's an actual woman, an actual biological woman somewhere out there who's not going to make the cut and get to be in the Olympics because this person is going to take her spot. Um, yeah. If they don't, Look, if we just, I, I see one solution to this, which is we just get rid of women's sports. And when you say that to people who support trans athletes in women's sports, they are like, no, no, that's not what we want. Why not? Because you basically want to get rid of the, the division between the two by this allows any man, they don't even have to have, uh, they don't even have to have the surgery to become a woman. They don't even have right. to have the, I think the Olympics has decided for testosterone, their testosterone level has to be at like 10 and for the average woman, it's at three. So even the level is higher than for the average woman and, and even testosterone hormone, 
take hormones out of it. Let's say you could get it down to the level of a biological woman. If that doesn't matter, your body, it, you, there are other physiological differences. We did a great, um, we got to speak with Dr. Linda, Linda Blair on Blade. an episode of Deep Blade. Around the, Blade, sorry. Linda Blair's an actress, right? Yeah, um, what's it? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Poltergeist, I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, Dr. Linda Blade um, in an episode of Deprogrammed on Unsafe Space. And that she's an amazing woman. You guys should go check out that interview if you haven't. Uh, she's one of the people in the field of sports who's pushing back against this at risk to her career and doesn't have any fear about it. She says, this is the hill I will die on. It's for women's sports and preserving women's sports. And and she talks about all the physiological differences. It's more than just hormones. It's, you know, bone density. It's um, the length of the length of your bones. Like the when you're you're talking about elite athletes, you're not talking about people on average. You're talking about the elite. The outliers are always going to be men physically in almost every sport, except for I believe Long distance, distance swimming. swimming. Yeah, distance swimming is the one where women perform better. The outliers perform better. But for most, the outliers are always going to be men. And so when people say, when I've been in these discussions um, on third wave feminists like SJW boards, and there'll be people who say, like random people, they're like, well, I'm a woman and I can run faster than my male cousin. It's like, yeah, you guys aren't elite athletes. You're in that big group of the average. You're not the, you're not the outliers. What do you think that proves? Nothing. Well, it proves <laughs> that they don't understand math or statistics. It proves you don't understand math or statistics. <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean, and you know, Carrie, as you as you pointed out, I'll I'll try and find the I'll find the link to the Dr. Linda Blade episode, and we'll post it in the show notes for this episode if anyone wants to go back and watch it. But once you've gone through puberty as a male, uh, you I think your muscle fibers are different. The amount of muscle mass you have is different. Your um, your bone density, like you pointed out, is different. Uh, your lung capacity is different. Th those are things you can't you can't undo those. No matter how many hormones you take later, you can't revert to being a woman. It doesn't. You don't become a woman. You just become a man with low testosterone, uh, and that's kind of the best yeah. you can do. So, it is. You know, I'm fine with if they were running around saying uh, we should have no women's sports. I don't think that's a good idea, but. At least it would be consistent, but yeah, they're not doing that. They they want women's sports and they want men to be competing and winning in women's sports. Uh, to that end, Which she's not the only she he Megan is not the only one with Olympic aspirations. Carrie, this okay. one, this person. Oh, I've I know this guy. Yeah, Laurel guy, Hubbard. Dude, you, should look, you should look at the photo of him weightlifting. There's yeah. He's already been beating out women, and he was a mediocre weightlifter as a man and as a woman. Surprise, surprise, he's winning awards. Yeah, so yeah. so this guy's name, he was Gavin. He was competing as a weightlifter already, then decided to transition, and now he's breaking world, rec world records because, you know, I, I guess, I guess that's, that's what you do. He's now a woman. Uh, I just here's some list of world records for Olympic weightlifting, just so you guys could look. Let's just look at some differences or different weight classes. So the the lightest class here for the snatch, it's 135 kilograms, and for the clean and jerk, 166 kilograms. Those are the world records for men. Let's look at the lightest category for women. Uh, even even actually just a comparable category, 55 kilogram category. 
102 and 129. Look at that. A huge difference. What do you know? The world records are at least uh, in the tens of percentage points difference between the record holders in, in, in large tens of percent in some cases. So yeah, so this person, this Laurel Hubbard dude uh, decided to, wasn't cutting it as a weightlifter against other men. So I don't know, went so, on some hormones and, and, and suddenly, kind of, suddenly is a world record holder. Huh? Yeah, what kind of personality do you have to have? Like, most trans people are not, by the way, these people are not representative of trans people as a whole. We know this, of course, but it needs to be said, I guess. Most trans people, I don't think, would feel uh, comfortable taking the awards that belong to women and taking that spot and taking that acclaim. These, this is a... a of course not. What, what type of... Yeah, this is just... This personality type is... It blows my mind. You, you they, they have no shame. It's, it's the, the specific personality type that tells a, a person, hey, I think it's a good idea for me to go into women's sports where I know I have a distinct advantage because of my biological sex and just pretend like I don't. And anybody who has a problem with that, call them a bigot. You know, like that. Who does that? It, it, it just blows my mind. Yeah. Um, Someone else was pointing out Rachel McKinnon. I think Rachel McKinnon, was she the cyclist? He, the cyclist? Or is that the boxer? Oh, he's awful. No, it's Rachel is the is the cyclist, and he's terrible. He He's actually penned essays and articles and done interviews and, and, and actively said um, very aggressively, anybody who has a problem with him winning these women's awards is a, is a bigot. Right. Full stop. Right. Um. You know, I was thinking that the left seems to be really good. I, one skill set that the left has is they're excellent at ignoring moral hazards. So um, when you like, when you set up a dynamic like this, you can ask yourself, well, what will be the result? And the, the what you need to do is not think about what will good, honest, normal people do, but how will this be exploited by the bad people in society and what will they do? And so when you set up a system like this, what's going to happen? The most predatory people, the people who have uh, no moral qualms about it, the most dysfunctional people, they will decide that they're going to compete yeah. against women in weightlifting because they can. <sighs> uh, apparently, Herman says that Rachel McKinnon has now picked a new name, oh. a new name, and is going by Dr. Veronica Ivy, which sounds like a porny superhero <laughs> 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 name. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Dr. Ra Veronica Ivy has po poison ideology. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> poison ideology. Uh, well, can I show you something fun and lighthearted? Yeah, yeah, please, because I would like some lighthearted fun. Okay, so people on Instagram are, may have already seen this, but it made me it made me so happy. So I've been trying to um, bake, learn how to get better at baking, and I made a pie last week, and I gave. <laughs> A uh, quarter of it, I should be clear, I promised her half a pie and then I kept eating it and I gave her a quarter of a pie to my friend. And uh, she was really honest and she said, your filling was good, but your crust could use a little more work. And um, she's a bit older than me and has a lot more experience baking. And, um, and she brought me this lovely photo, full color photocopy of a recipe book she has. And it's called Pies men like. Do you see that? <laughs> yeah, Pies I see it. Pies men like. 
And I, I'm I triggered. I know. I re immediately was thinking, well, first, I was just excited about it. And I love old things. And this is a cookbook put out in 1953 by General Motors. General Motors gave it to their employees. And inside, there's um, just like different recipes for pies, obviously, and for crust and for tips on like the pies that men like. And uh, and I was thinking that uh, that an SJW would be so triggered, or excuse me, triggered is now triggering, so we're using activated, right? Yes, active, yeah, Knit Fragility so corrected us. Activated. It's activated. Right, they would, <laughs> they would be so activated by this, it would make them so mad. Like, pies that men like, what about women? Like, <laughs> so um, anyway, I had fun. I tried, I tried one in here. Uh, I tried one with her crust and... Um, We'll see. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go through the book and try and get better at it. But anyway, it was fun. But somebody pointed out on Instagram if there was a book called Pies Women Like, it would be much larger than a booklet. <laughs> it would be like <laughs> yeah. We'd have it to would, tab it. Would be it huge. Have, yeah, have a whole index. Pies Women Like. Let me get out my big binder. <laughs> I'm not a big pie fan, actually. I don't know. Is are guys supposed to all like pie? I don't, I don't think, I don't, I doubt that's something where there's actually, I, I doubt there's some gender difference on that. I think, you know, I don't really, I don't think that there's a difference between, on average, what men and women like when it comes to pies, but. Wait know. a minute, are you telling me that we didn't evolve with some pie preference? I don't think so. Do you? <laughs> no, Why it's we? ridiculous. I just think it's, <laughs> it's a funny question to ask. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, we have people who, who. Society's got a lot of people in positions of power right now who have uh, they're not even sure we evolved to have gender differences. So uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I would argue that we evolved to have pie differences, but you know, maybe, maybe. Um, did you ever see? Wait, can I can I change the subject? It's kind of yeah. I don't know if it's light, sort of light. Uh, did you okay. see the movie Mulan? Mulan. I never saw it. I know what it is. It's the Disney, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a Disney movie, and do you know the basic premise? No, she wait. She becomes a soldier, right? She yeah, particularly boy. It's based on. I think it's it's based on a true truish story, uh, but it's Disney. It's not true. Um, but uh, yeah, it's set in China, and there's. Uh, I think it's. I think it's the Mongols, probably that they're fighting, and they. Um, uh, they, I guess every family has to send uh, a man from the family into into the army, and Mulan's father is uh, kind of like a war hero, but he's old and a little bit crippled, and she doesn't want him to go, so she pretends to be a boy and sneaks, because it's dishonorable to be a woman to try and fight. So she sneaks in and pretends to be a son represented in family and goes off to war, and she's kind of in love with the, this is the Disney version. She's in love with the, she falls in love with the, one of the commander. He's like a Prince dude kind of guy. I don't remember. Uh, she kind of falls in love with this, this commander dude who of course thinks she's a, a boy and they, uh, but she ends up saving the day. She struggles at first. She ends up saving the day and he kind of has to wrestle with when it's finally revealed that she's a, a woman he, he kind of has to, everyone kind of has to wrestle with the kind of misogynistic rules. I'm calling them misogynistic in quotes. I, you know, I don't want to get into a debate about 
women in the army, but they have to kind of question their assumptions about what women can and can't do and kind of evolve along a progressive scale to become more progressive and accepting of this. And she gets honored as a female. It's the Huns, thank you. I, th I thought it might have been the Huns and not the Mongols, but I, Mongol, uh, but I, I, I couldn't remember. Um, so it's the Huns. Anyway, uh, th that's the story. And they're doing a remake of Mulan. But in the remake, because it's woke world now, they're not going to have the love interest. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because... I I, wait, hold on. I could have predicted this without knowing anything about it, but go ahead. Oh, really? What, wait, what would you... How? Because yeah, I... Have, I, okay, I, have, I, have, I have comments about this. And if anybody's... I, so I, I noticed that movies don't have the traditional... They don't often have the storyline with the love interest storyline as much as they used to. Um, I think it's a function of woke SJW stuff. But if you look at, like, for example, I went to see the new Star Wars. I haven't seen it. I'm not a... Okay, well, allow me to spoil the ending. Oh, I'm I don't give a crap anymore. It's fine. Okay, good. Okay. She goes off on her journey. So it's a the female protagonist off on her journey. You know, it could, defeats evil, whatever. Comes back from a hero's journey. And I'm thinking... And and the love interest, it, it, there's a reason why, but there, the love there's the love interest is not, not in the picture. Who greets her when she comes back from her hero's journey? Her drone, which is basically like her dog. Her she's drone. a cat lady. She's a dog lady. Her drone's all excited because she's back. There's no man coming to swoop her up and be like, "You're back from your hero's journey," or whatever. It's her drone. It's her dog. It's like you're home. <laughs> so family is the robots that you've purchased. Is the robot, and then her, and then she does like a big awkward group hug with her two beta male best friends, and then, and that's it. There's this platonic friend love, and not that there's anything wrong with this. It's just that I noticed this is this is pretty common in a lot of movies now. Even in when in the '90s, okay, we used to watch. I used to, even action movies had a B storyline of some romantic romantic plot there, and. I wouldn't say that I'm a real touchy feely kind of woman. I mean, I get in some ways I am, but I I appreciate a romance storyline, even if it's storyline B. I I do. I am intrigued, and and there's something missing in these new movies where there's just they they've cut out the romantic element, and it's all about your platonic buddies and your dog waiting for you when you get home. So that's my little rant. Knowing nothing about Mulan, you telling me the romance that the the romantic character is gone. I'm like, of course it is, because it's woke. You can't have a they, you can't have a patriarchal cis normative male and female <laughs> love story. It's oppressive to people who are in a you know relationship. It's so stupid. Well, it's and it's perpetuating the heteronormative stereotypes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So here's oh, their official I, reason. Gwenevere. One last thing. Gwenevere points out that in that Star Wars scene, you only see one couple kissing when they, all the warriors are returning home. It's only one couple kissing, and it's a lesbian couple. So they even had to make a point with the one, like, the one couple, and they were like, and it's a lesbian couple, yay. Not that, again, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just that, it's just that they're, they are purposefully making these decisions. They're telling us what they, this is the best world. We're not going to have, you know, we're going to have, and when you do see a couple, it's going to be a gay couple. 
and we're definitely not having a straight couple storyline and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, well, they have to, yeah. It, it's it's not that they're trying to normalize other non-cisgender heteronormative stuff. It's that they're trying to abolish the current norm. They like they don't want, it's not that they want other things to be accepted as well. It's that they don't want traditional heterosexual relationships yes. and families to be accepted yeah. at all. They want that to be eradicated. That's what's wrong with it. And let me clarify one thing about what I said, because little ragamuffin, <laughs> little ragamuffin says, quote, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's kind of like saying I'm not racist, but there, and she goes, there is something wrong with it. No, what I mean is, let me clarify. It, it's not like what Carter just said. It's not about saying, making a conscious decision to say, hey, let's, let's also be representative of gay relationships, which I don't think that ever needs to be a concern when you're making art. But okay, if you want to make that a concern, fine. But in addition to that, they're saying, and they're making the conscious decision to take out straight relationships. Right. And that's, yeah, that's just... Yeah. It, it, and and it, as you've said, that to take out the relationship from the hero at all, which is, yeah, uh, makes the hero's journey pretty lonely. So here's their official reason. Uh, <clears throat> I think particularly in the time of the Me Too movement, having a commanding officer that is also the sexual love interest was very uncomfortable, and we didn't think it was appropriate. So there you go. Uh, wow. Well, how many stories are we going to rewrite because you don't think that's appropriate? Like, I mean... I know. I'm I'm kind of I'm at a loss for words because it because it's so insane, it's so, right? It's so insane. It's this, you know, th this dude, what, what was his name? Lee Shang. <laughs> Lee Shang is not Harvey Weinstein. Right? That's that everything's not Harvey Weinstein. I know that most of you people in Hollywood covered up for Harvey Weinstein forever and pretended like nothing was happening, but the rest of the world isn't like he's not everywhere. Not all men this this the, you know, this dude is <laughs> This Chinese guy, Li Shang, is not, he's not Harvey Weinstein. He wasn't inappropriate. He didn't do anything inappropriate. He didn't use his power in any way to get sexual favors. It was just a love story. Yeah. He wasn't forcing her. He wasn't, I'm sure, like, anyway. So someone, uh, but, but I forgot. This is why, a rib? this is why I've started watching. Sorry, go this ahead. This is why I've started watching. <laughs> this is why I've started watching older movies again. Part of the reason why is because they're more enjoyable than this PC nonsense they're putting out today. Yeah. For the most part, that's what you see today. And it's, it's oh, like, I'd rather go back and watch old nineties movies where I know all the tropes, but they're fun and they're not afraid of offending. I mean, people talk about how you couldn't make uh, blazing saddles today or, um, you couldn't make the three amigos today and all these classic comedies, you know, um, switching places. Although any Richard Pryor movie you couldn't make today. Um, and, and even like the, the eighties, those are the seven, more like the seventies, the eighties ones too. Like I've started watching, I watched better off dead again recently. And, um, you know, it's got a subplot. The subplot is the romance subplot. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rib Rotgut, which is a funny name, uh, 
Rib Rockcut in chat just said um, before, said love is patriarchy. I mean, that's really what it is. We've seen a lot of the feminist literature about, the, you know, the radical feminist literature about um, all, all sex being rape, um, love being patriarchy, like uh, heterosexual love being patriarchy, a normal marriage being some sort of tool of oppression. So yeah, they've got to get woke and get out of that. Um, also, I should apologize. Herman Menderchuk is saying, it's wine <laughs> Steen, not Weinstein. All right. I don't care very much, but I'll try and say Weinstein. Okay. Well, since we're on this topic, somebody in chat just reminded me about Hallmark movies. Oh, Guinevieve says, it's also why so many people love Hallmark movies. Yeah, they're cheesy and they're predictable, but they always end happy. That's why people like them. So I don't got, know if you guys know this, but the SJWs have been going after Hallmark movies. Did you know this, Carter? No, I, I'm not surprised, probably because they have pseudo-traditional values and happy endings. But yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, it, at Christmas, this was from a couple years ago, and they've stepped it up in the past few years. But this is from a couple years ago. Uh, critics say Hallmark's Christmas movies, quote, brim with white heterosexuals, <gasps> end quote. <laughs> You know what I hate about uh, that is it's it's written as if they don't even have to explain why that's a problem. Like it's written as if they said it's it's like brewing with in, infested sores. Like it's like it, like, <laughs> like they don't even bother having to explain. We're just supposed to take from the connotation. Oh, of course we all hate those white heterosexuals. They say it like the way that um, in Nazi Germany they talked about the, Jew the Jews. Yeah. It's like brimming with the Jews who are taking all of our – it's brimming with white heterosexuals. Right. <laughs> so? <laughs> uh, it says uh, – anyway, there's a whole, a whole bunch of articles written by – in salon, places like Salon and stuff, Slate – um, of course, a lot of these leftist SJW uh, media outlets who started cr criticizing this a couple years ago, um, they, they complain that the movies are, quote, centered on beauty pageant heroines and strong-jawed heroes with white nationalist haircuts. Oh, they went into the fashy haircut stuff, right? Yeah. What's a white nationalist haircut? I'm sorry. Um, I think it's actually. Haven't I think you if been like my hair? If, if it like goes up a little bit more, if I had a little bit more hair and I did like this kind of thing with the gel, kind of like Milo, I think that's a fashy haircut. I'm not sure. Okay. I think that's. Okay. Oh, Richard. Someone says it's Richard Spencer. There you go. Uh, so, I don't remember what his haircut is, but it's like, you know. So you can't have hair that's trimmed neatly anymore. That's a faux pas. I, I get I I don't know it, it's it's like it's like when Maria Tuscan wears a dress that that looks like it's from the 1940s that's automatically a Nazi dress it's like well that hairstyle might have existed in the 40s therefore it's a fascist hairstyle that's that kind of thing yeah Stupid. Um, okay I just wanted to touch on that we could probably do a whole episode about that I think they've been going after Lifetime movies too which I'm like don't touch my Lifetime movies oh you like to watch them. It's like junk food from my brain. Please don't affect the delicate uh, equation. There's a, there's a there's a whole what system to making the Lifetime movie. Don't mess it up. I need to know. I need to be able to predict how it's going to end. 
Well, um, Carrie, I want to I want to share other something else with you. So on the one hand, we have the um, the Me Too movement being used to make sure that there's no love interest for Mulan in the live action version uh, because they're worried about, you know, Me Too is all about not consent, not having consent. And right. However, they are they simultaneously are. I don't know if you've paid attention to this, but I've been noticing this in schools for uh, like elementary schools even they're eradicating this idea of uh consent they're trying to get like they're they're intentionally breaking up friendships they're like you can't choose who your friends are you have to sit with everyone you can't say no to this you can't say no to that so um which is really fascinating right because this is how you get um if you want sheeple if you want to if you want to raise a generation of NPCs, one of the things you do is you, you have to destroy the I, this concept that they have control over themselves or that they have uh, um, autonomy. And so uh, this, this in, in light of all that, I just saw this article, which actually came to us. Someone sent it to us. Uh, who? Let's see. I was going to call this person out. A YouTube user, Distaff. Uh, so this person sent this us. Um, school policy forbids kids from saying no when asked to dance. Wow. Okay. So, so yeah, this is in uh, this is in uh, on the Today Show blog thing have, or whatever. Have you noticed how they're very? We talked about this before. I'm. Gonna, I just want. They, yep. They contradict themselves all the time. Oh they yeah, of course. Themselves. This is a blatant contradiction of one of their other tenets, which is the right to choose. <laughs> right. The right to choose unless it's who you dance with in grade school. So Alicia Hobson's 11-year-old daughter, Aslin, was counting down the days until Valentine's Day dance at her Utah middle school. This is in Utah. She was so excited she could barely sleep, Hobson told Today Parents, noting that the sixth grader picked out her outfit a week ahead. It was supposed to be the best day ever. But it wasn't. That afternoon, when Aslan got home, she had an emotional explosion in the kitchen while recounting how a boy who makes her uncomfortable had asked her to dance. She politely said, no, thank you. What's the problem? At Rich Middle School in Lake Town, Utah, it's against the rules to say no. And Principal Kip Mata allegedly intervened when he heard Aslan decline the invitation at the dance. No, no, you kids go out and dance. He basically shooed Aslan and the boy off onto the dance floor. Mm-mm. Take your kids out of school, That's- everyone. Take them out of school. Not because of the coronavirus. This is way worse than the coronavirus. This is like, um, I think this springs from, and we should explain why, where it comes from, because people are correctly in the chat saying, doesn't this go against their whole informed consent stuff, against the Me Too stuff? It, it does, but they contradict themselves all the time. And this is coming from the part of SJW ideology that says, that to reject anyone is prejudice. There's a whole part of the ideology that's now saying, if you don't want to date a trans person, you're a bigot. You have to date a trans person. Like that there in, in elementary schools, we've seen this already where they're saying you're not allowed to have a best friend because that's discriminate. You're picking one over another. How right. No, that's everywhere. That's happening another. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It comes from the same place that says that kids can't have best friends. Yep. You you and and if you guys read with us in book club, we we started book club on Safe Space Book Club with uh, Brave New World, and this is very reminiscent of freakily eerily um, 
uh, reminiscent of when, because he wrote that book in the thirties when in this, in this future society where everyone belongs to everyone, you're not allowed to say no to sex with someone in this world, in the world of brave new world and children, they force children to engage in what they call sex play because they're teaching them at a young age that they're, that they belong to one another and that you don't have the agency to say no, because if you do, then you're being prejudiced. You're making, you're choosing one person over another person. That's where that comes from in this ideology. And yes, it is directly at odds with their informed consent beliefs, but you'll notice they selectively apply this depending on who the target is. It makes sense that the ideology contradicts itself all the time because they have to be able to argue this, if this is what defeats you and this, if this is what defeats you, like they're, They'll, they'll pick either one. It's really about what sex, what race you are, if you if you uphold their ideology or not. If you're not a part of SJW ideology, they'll use any of these contradictory tenets to attack you. And, and that's why they have to have an arsenal. They have to be able to use contradictory things because your position might be universal. It, it doesn't depend on who you're arguing with, but theirs does. Theirs wholly depends on who they're arguing with. Yeah. Well, because, because and we've we've... I think we've talked about this before a little bit, but they're not, um, this is actually part of a video I'm going to make any, anyway, but um, I'll, I'll relay it really quickly. Uh, they're sophists. They're not arguing for, um, to seek truth. So um, like Socrates, for example, was very concerned about truth. He's very concerned about definitions, but at the time, uh, the group of one of the group of people that he did not get along with at all were sophists, and they viewed argument as just like, um, kind of like Carrie's used the, the phrase before, like magic words. Argument is just you say whatever you can, whatever words work to get the thing you want. And in fact, the sophists trained a lot of politicians. Go figure. And so, you know, and and Socrates hated this because he was about seeking the truth and he wanted actual definitions. But you have to remember that the left is. I think the radical left, the two things about them. One is they're sophists. They're not interested in, they're not having a discussion to try and get at the truth. And if you're not trying to get at the truth, then contradictions are allowed. It doesn't matter because the reason you can't have contradictions normally is reality doesn't contradict itself. So if you have a contradiction, then you you want to fix it because you know you clearly can't be getting at the truth because reality doesn't have contradictions. But if you don't care about the truth, then you can have contradictions all day long, and it doesn't matter because argumentation is just a tool you're using to get something that you want. Um, and the other thing to remember about the radical left is is they are their goal is a negative one. They're they're I, I don't think they're even unified on what the future looks like. They don't have like a shared vision they're trying to build. They're trying to tear down what has been built. They're nihilists. They're trying to tear down what's been built, and so. That's why, you know, to tear down what's been built, if, it, if that requires children not having consent in this context, then okay. If it, if it requires children having consent in some other context, then that's what they'll say. If it, and if it requires children being able to consent or not, like they'll change their position on that. If it requires women can consent or not, uh, they'll, they'll change their position on that. This is where the arguments are coming. This is why you hear things like, uh, and we're seeing more and more of this. If you don't sleep with, if you don't want to sleep with person of this body type, you are a bigot. So they're very against in discrimination. This is this can be taken out of context. So I'll say it. 
dis- being discriminating isn't bad. It's good, right? Discriminating just means you make choices and you have preferences. They're, they would like to destroy that. They don't want choices and preferences. They are authoritarian, not just politically, but through and through, they are authoritarian. And so they want to control what everyone chooses, thinks, feels, does, acts. They want to have complete control over the narrative in everyone's brain. They are yeah. the ultimate authoritarians. Sorry, that was a little bit of a rant. Yeah. No, I like, you're absolutely on point. Um, and as Ninja Kitty just said, it's not possible to live life and not discriminate. Yeah. The thing is, um, we've, we've come to think of discriminate as one of those words that you think of in this totally negative context in terms of like discrimination under the law, discrimination based on race or sex or, and, and that's wholly wrong in my opinion and presumably in most people's opinion. Um, but then, but discrimination also means like I'm, in the more like I discriminate between tea and coffee. I go with coffee usually. Like you may discriminate also just means like making a choice between two things, right? Like am I am I wrong about that? And so it took me a while to realize, oh yes, of course. It's okay for a kid to say, You this is my best friend and and is that a discriminating choice in that they're not choosing the other kids as their best friend? It is. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're discriminating in the way that we automatically think based on race or sex or any of those things. They're discriminating on other factors. They maybe have more in common with this best friend. Maybe their parents are friends, and so they see this best friend more often. Maybe they're in ballet together. Whatever. All the reasons why they're choosing this person as their best friend. It's okay. And same thing in dating. It's okay to be like, this is people. That's I noticed in um, SJW, when I was in the SJW ideology, in the third wave feminist part of it, there started to be this whole thing about um, the way that, about types, they started to say that if you have a type when dating that you're a bigot, um, that that's evidence that you're you know, discriminating. Right. Uh, I think people saw this, you could see this most clearly when um, they started to say, guy, there's, and, and there is, I'm sure there are guys who are like exclusively into Asian women, that you're, exo- they're, you're there for exotifying Asian women, and that's a bad thing. I don't know, I've kind of, I have, I don't know if I have a clearly formed opinion on that or not. Um, but if, I mean, everybody's got certain things that they're, I think more attracted to than others. Don't, don't we? Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's, that's one of those ones that I just don't, I don't care. And I don't think it's anyone else's business. If you're like, look, you know, I only find six foot three Amazonian women with purple hair attractive. Like, all right, dude, like, I guess that's your thing, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, we the word discriminating has been given a bad name because it it was used when just when discussing the value people's worth by and, and discriminating based on immutable characteristics in like a legal or moral sense so you know not hiring right. someone because they're the wrong skin color that's a kind of discrimination that as a society generally we disapprove of and is actually now illegal it's, but, it's wrong right I, yeah yeah but uh but discriminating generally is something that humans do. If you if you have any preference of anything, you discriminate. Some of those discriminations are consciously chosen, and some of them are just innate. You know, like uh, we just talked about Ariel. What's her last name? Kelly. I, f- I forget her last name. But she's she, you know she makes this point that she's a lesbian, and she lesbianism uh, according to her, she's saying, look, lesbianism isn't a choice. I don't choose to to not like penis. Uh, like I. 
this is what I like. This is who I am. It's discriminating to do that. She's discriminating between characteristics that she likes. It doesn't matter if she's choosing them consciously or if they're inborn. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's still discriminating. Um, and you can't function. A society can't function without discrimination. Um, there needs, everyone needs to have preferences. Like you're not human if you don't discriminate. Can you imagine being totally indiscriminate? And like, who do you want to marry? I don't care. Who do you want to sleep with? I don't care. What do you want to eat? I don't care. What do you want to do? I don't care. Like that's not, you're not human, which is what they want. They don't want humans. Now somebody, here's how somebody's going to selectively edit that clip to make you look bad. They're going to take you saying, everybody should, everybody discrimination. (laughs) We all discriminate. It's human. And and they're going to clip it and try and imply that you mean legally discriminating or legal or discriminating on the basis of race and sex, which is not what you're doing, which is not what you're saying, but that's how they manipulate. That's why at the very beginning of this video, we were talking about um, how the media misrepresents what Trump says to such a degree that I feel sympathy for him now, because like the example you gave about the the coronavirus and they saying he called it a hoax when he didn't like, Right. It's so obvious what you're doing it, that you're you're purposefully taking his words out of context and trying to present them in, in a way that he didn't say or intend when you look at it in context. I, I hate that. Yeah. No, I I agree. Uh, but of course they'll do that. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I'd love to be famous enough that they uh, if if our channel is big enough that they start taking that clip and playing it, great. Uh, because smart people will know. Smart people now don't yeah. trust anything the media says. When the media says, oh, Trump called the coronavirus a hoax, everyone with anyone with like two connected neurons starts to search online and be like, all right, what did he say? Right? So, not. I mean, that's not true. I know there's a lot of smart people that are caught in their own echo chambers, yeah. but thinkers, there are. people who are actually thinking and using those connected neurons, they just, they just go look it up themselves. So, true. I don't know. What else, Carrie? What else do you got you want to talk about? Uh, I'm, I don't think I'm good. You're good? <laughs> All right, should we, okay. did you ever want to mention that video that you sent me, the Be a Lady video, or no? Oh, yeah. It's well, kind of related to all this. I have conflicting views on that video, and it was making its rounds. Did you guys see the video Cynthia Nixon did? Um, a lot of my leftist friends were sharing it, and um, I mean... I, 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 it's one of those things. I'm not automatically like, this is bad. I think she's making some good points. I just, I just don't see the need for it. I guess I'd put, I put the old me would have been like saying what my friends were saying, strong, powerful, necessary. But no, the new me is kind of like, eh, it's not really that necessary to make this kind of video. Yeah. Would it, do you want to, should we play a short clip of it or? I don't know. I mean, we can show like, this is the video if you haven't seen it. Um, I don't know that we need to play it. I guess we could play a short clip. Uh, I don't, I guess, is this, this, she was on Sex in the City, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, she was on Sex in the City. This is Cynthia Nixon. She ran for office. Oh, that's right. And she lost. Okay. Yeah. And so so this is called Be a Lady. Yeah. It's a video. She, yeah. Be a lady, they said. Your skirt is too short. Your shirt is too low. Don't show so much skin. Cover up. Leave something to the imagination. Don't be a temptress. Men can't control themselves. Men have needs. Look sexy. Look right, hot. I don't want to play the whole thing into it. You get the idea. It's all that yeah. crap. So it's the the idea behind the video is she's just saying a lot of contradictory things that 
um, women are supposedly told in culture and society that contradict one another. Right. And Carter had a good, I thought, interesting response to this when I sent it to him. What did you say? You were like, everybody's told contradictory. That's what culture is. There's a variety of culture saying different things to you all the time. Yeah. I mean, I don't like welcome to reality. Everyone has stuff. There's like the idea that women are so fragile that they need some kind of moral support because they have a bunch of different contradictory information being given to them. Like, yeah, because people disagree about lots of things. There's different disagreement about moral ideologies and there's disagreement about uh, aesthetics. There's disagreement about philosophy. There's, you know, just in the U.S., there's 350 million people. There's 7 billion people in the world. Yeah, contradictory information is out there. Different opinions about everything is out there. Sticking a video together and being like, Look at all the different women are given so many conflicting messages. Like, yeah, because they're human and they have ears. And so we're all given conflicting messages. What's your problem? Grow up. And it's like we're supposed to somehow. And the, the thing that pisses me off about it is this is just done to make women look like they're somehow oppressed. And the West is the least oppressive time and place in history ever of human history you know you want to go you want to make a video about women struggling make a video about highly like very religious muslim nations and how they treat women there's plenty of places around the world where women don't have basic human rights if you want to do something to actually help women help the women who are actually oppressed don't show us a bunch of models in skimpy outfits and be like she doesn't know whether her skirt should be high or not high or whether she should wear a bra or not like who cares who cares that is these are these are the most pathetic first world problems no one gives a crap everyone has a, their own opinion some people are going to be miley cyrus and some are going to be maria tuscan maria you're the opposite of miley cyrus so like that's that's what it is a pessimist says he gives an example of the conflicting things men are told. You're a man. You need to step up and help women. Hold the door open. That's a that's benevolent sexism. Right. <laughs> right. But, you know, this whole, like, this whole thing is like, oh, no, women struggle with this. You know, they're being told all these conflicting messages. It's so hard. You're not, conv you're not doing a good job of convincing us that women are rational and not snowflakes when you have to make videos like this. There's not, you know, where's the video about the the conflicts that guys have to deal with? And I don't think there should be one because guys don't whine about it so much. I don't, I don't you know, I, this is, it pisses me off more than it should, I guess. <laughs> uh, Maria's here, Maria says, thank hey. you, Carter. I guess she likes your, compar your comparison. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I don't know. Um, I was trying to think of someone wholesome that everyone would know. I'm like, yeah, Maria. Uh, with her gleaming Kat, white face. Kat, Kat Aspie says, is she pointing out the craft, though? Yeah, she is. I guess that's why I have, my feelings aren't as strong about it as Carter's. I do have conflicting feelings about it, because she is pointing out a lot of the crap. And a lot of women are getting all these, of course, we all get mixed messages. That's I get your point, Carter. Um, she is pointing out a lot of the stuff that's like, you know, um, here's what's weird about third, third wave feminism, this part of the SJW movement. Again, we've talked about how con contradictory the ideology is. Um, third wave feminism is basically like 
you you should be sex sex is empowerment. You should be able to walk down the street naked. This is why you see at when they do the slut walks, you see the women walking naked. Um, in the in because they're basically saying what I wear doesn't matter and I shouldn't be raped and you know I could be I could be naked and with my and so their sex is empowerment and they sell sex and they sell uh, being sexually provocative and being sexually promiscuous as a form of female empowerment. Simultaneously, they bemoan women being seen as sexual objects and being um, sexualized and quote objectified. And so that's what's kind of schizophrenic to me about this video is that um, it is that you're sort of you're bemoaning the fact that society is objectifying women and telling them and telling them how to be more sexually alluring, but you're also simultaneously saying that being sexually alluring is empowerment. So right, it's it, yeah. right, and but she's not even like this video doesn't give it's there's also not it's not taking. There's no answers. It's not saying, well, we shouldn't tell women to do this. And like, it's not saying these messages are bad. It's just saying like, it's just bemoaning the fact that there's conflicting messages, which is, it's just a wine video. It's not like if the video was you articulating what you just said and said like, hey, you know, we're telling women these contradictory things, feminists. Hey, feminists, you're telling women these contradictory things. Hey, feminists, you've, you've told women that they should be empowered, but you're not, you don't respect their choices. When they choose to stay home and be moms, you ridicule them and belittle them, right? You're not point, they're not pointing out contradictions of, of their philosophy. They're just looking out at society and saying like, oh, look, there's conflicting messages, but we're, we, have, we have nothing to do with this, right? They yeah, have everything to do with like, it. This philosophy is why this stuff exists. This is why yeah. this is why there's so many conflicting messages. It's coming from your side, Cynthia Dix Nixon, whatever her name is. I don't know. Yeah, <sighs> it is. It is. Uh, there's almost a lack of awareness that it is. A lot of these conflicting messages are coming from the side that makes videos like this, or right. not that there are sides, but from the same people who make and share videos like this. Like a lot of my friends. Okay, one of my friends who shared this video is. It's like, this is really important. It needs to be said, right? As if, as if women are being assaulted by all these different messages. We're, we're being told to be sexually alluring and be, you know. And then same friend shares, like, photography, uh, like, sexually empowering photography of, like, pornographic, slightly veering on pornographic type of photos of, like, women giving blowjobs and stuff. And I'm like. How's that so slightly pornographic? Well, because it doesn't actually show it. It's, oh. it's evocative. It's like, like the knees. You see a woman on her knees and a guy or whatever. It's like, so which is it? Right. <laughs> so you want me to watch this video because it's, it's necessary. And then you also want me to watch your, to look at your photography of women doing <laughs> these things. You're calling out? I don't know. It's like, what are you trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's odd. The, the whole, um, the whole slut thing, the whole like slut walk thing is weird to be also because... Um, like I agree, uh, just because you're walking around naked doesn't mean you, anyone has the right to rape you. Like we're on the same page. I, I agree. I don't think anyone does think that that gives them the right to rape you. It may be some no. crazy people, but, uh, it is like an invitation for maybe someone to hit on you. Like it, it's like, 
it's kind of an like, hey, you could come hit on me. Like, you can't be offended if someone's like, so I seems like you're kind of free with sex. Can I have some? Like, that's like you're kind of advertising that you're free with sex, right? So, yeah. like, they, they simultaneously, like, how dare you view me as an object? I'm like, well, you presented yourself as an object in public. So that's why, yeah. that's how I dare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I dare. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I don't know. There, uh, I'm reminded of this um, this guy. This guy I know was telling me about being at a, sh- a concert, a show, and there were these two women um, wearing like basically burlesque outfits. Although they were just in the audience, they weren't part of the show. But like you know, very meant to be looked at. Let's put it that way. You know, with the nipple tassels or whatever. And as the band is playing, they're, like, making out and, like, putting these two women and, like, sort of, like, putting on a show for everyone around them. And he kept turning around and looking at them. And then one of them came over to him and was like, hey, buddy, the concert's up there. (laughs) (laughs) Keep your eyes up there. Yeah, but look what's over there. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's that's what I think. That's what this contradiction makes me think of. It's like... (laughs) <laughs> like you said don't look at us as sexual objects you're <laughs> right i mean here wait i just let's i just want to i'm not going to play the video but i just look at look at this i mean look at the look at the imagery look at the imagery in this video right it's mm-hmm. like this is all this is odd imagery right it's just I don't know. Some there's some weird stuff in it. It's just, I, I don't know. It, it, the the idea that like uh, these are the same people that say words are violence and silence is violence. So I, I I guess this makes sense. But it's like oh, you're looking at me. That's violence. That's somehow rape. Uh, I, no, but but people are going to look at you if you make yourself the center of attention by doing something out of the ordinary. It doesn't have to be being naked. I mean, if you wore a, you know, if you put a ferret on your head, people would look at you. That's unusual. So when you do things that are out of the ordinary, you get attention. And it's presumed that if you're doing that thing intentionally, like it's not something about you that's out of the ordinary that you can't control, but something that you did, it's presumed that you want that attention. And that's a reasonable assumption. Um, default username says this video looks like Patrick Bateman's video project. Wait, it looks like what? Patrick Bateman's video project. I don't know who that is. Um, oh, he's the character in um, the book. It was made into a movie. Uh, he's a serial killer. Oh, gosh. What's the name of the movie? Oh, is that the it, American it, it, Psycho or whatever? American Psycho. Oh, yeah. that's that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fair. Well, yeah. I guess, yeah, it, it is okay, kind of like one of his, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't, I don't have anything else, Carrie, unless you've got other no. stuff you want to talk about. I think we can be, we can wind down the coffee break. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us today. Um, we appreciate you uh, being a part of chat. We're going to be doing book club. If you guys, again, plug in book club again, March 22nd, to Sunday. We'll do, people have been asking in the comments how to, I guess there's some new people interested, which is awesome. If you want to be a part of it, if you want to be in the video chat, send an email to speak 
at unsafespace.com. And we will get back to you, not immediately, but we'll get back to you as soon as we figure out how we're going to be doing it this time. We use Skype in the, or Zoom in the past. We're not sure what we're using this time. But we'll send you a link. We'll tell you how to be a part of the video chat. Um, if you want to be a part of the live chat, like, like in the chat here, you can do that. You don't have to be on camera. And uh, the book that we're reading is Douglas Murray's The Madness of Crowds. You can get it at uh, unsafespace.com or go to book club. Thank you guys Perfect. very much. Perfect. Thanks, Carrie. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks, Thank Carter. you. We'll see you on Friday uh, for live Kofefi, and you'll see some content between now and then anyway. But the next live show will be the next Kofefi break. I got used to saying that will be Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific. See ya. See you guys. Bye.